Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. I'm your host, Rick Strong, the president of Paradigm Security Services, and we're excited to be with you again today on Business Radio X. We are coming to you from the Subaru of Gwinnett Atlanta studio, located in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel in Duluth, Georgia. Each week, as usual, we plan to feature businesses in the Atlanta area, especially those that serve Gwinnett County. While all businesses have security concerns, not all of them are about physical security, and we will touch on that and all related aspects of security through the course of each show. Our guest today, I'm happy to have Mr. Taylor Anderson. He's president of Blue Landworks LLC. We'll talk a little bit. If you don't know what Blue Landworks is, you will when this is over with. And you'll know a little bit about uh, Taylor Anderson. Let me I appreciate you coming, and let's just dig into this. Let's start off with who's Taylor Anderson? Well, Rick, thanks so much for having me into the studio today. I always welcome. enjoy coming down to this part of the county, Gwinnett Place CID. A lot of friends down here, so... Uh, it's great to be here, but um, well, I'm as you said, I'm Taylor Anderson. I'm president of Blue Landworks, and um, I'm actually from Indiana originally, and uh, went to Purdue University. Grew up in Bloomington, Indiana, home of Indiana University. So I'm one of those crossovers. One, yeah, one of those guys <laughs> gets a lot of a hard time about growing up at, in Indiana University and then going to Purdue. But uh, uh, met my wife there. Uh, graduated from, with a degree in civil engineering in. 98 i can't believe it's been that long ago wow. but time flies but uh she's from wisconsin so we moved to wisconsin afterwards uh, af- right after school yes right so that's uh, uh right now the high in her hometown today minus 12 that's the high oh. so so you can see why in Good 2000 it comes out that's right that's right in welcome two, south brother exactly <laughs> i'm glad to be here too um, so in 2000 we moved down here so i started working for a company uh in in duluth Uh, just right around the corner from here actually Um, that company during the recession uh, went out of business uh, and that's when I started Blue Landworks in 2008 and we're a civil engineering land surveying land planning company and and I you know I've been so blessed Uh, I have uh, in moving down here I had uh, I have two children I have a son who's 14 Nicholas and a daughter who's 12 her name's Lauren both at North Gwinnett Middle School in Sugar Hill and um, we're just blessed to, to have found Gwinnett County to, uh, to be in the place that we are. We attend Gwinnett Church, um, and, I mean, we, we just we really do love it here. Well, it's a fantastic county, uh, great for business, great for, great for raising a family. I've raised mine here for over 30 years. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you, you know, what are a few of the – tell me a little bit about – Blue Land Works. Mm-hmm. What kind of tell us what its function is, what you do, sure. what your ideas of it are? Well, what we do is uh, civil engineering, and, and the aspects of civil engineering that we cover are site development. So, if uh, if an individual or a company are looking to to develop a, a new commercial center, a new subdivision, uh, a new infrastructure project, on the that's on the private side, on the or on the public side, we work with uh, a few of our local municipalities to build sidewalks, build parking lots, build new water, storm water, sanitary sewer infrastructure, um, 
So we do that. Then we also do land surveying, which is what you see on the side of the road. The guy's looking through a little, little. It's kind of Peep people. Scope. Gotta, yeah, right. <laughs> is that a camera? What are they doing out there? But uh, so we do land surveying. So we go out and, and locate people's boundary, topographic surveys, utility locations, that sort of thing. And then we do land planning as well, which is really just real high level figuring out. I've got a piece of property. What can I do with it? So. I think you've worked kind of at times in conjunction with the CIDs as well. Uh, absolutely. In fact, uh, one of our projects that we're working on right now is with Gateway 85 CID. We're working on some sidewalk projects, filling in some missing gaps that they've gotten in the uh, in the Gateway 85 area, which is in the Jimmy Carter Indian Trail, uh, Buford Highway area. And we've worked with them for, gosh, um, seven or eight years now, filling in the gaps of sidewalk infrastructure. Um, in fact, we're working on connecting uh, that last piece that's, I guess it's on the south side of Jimmy Carter Boulevard between Brook Hollow and I-85. There's a missing piece of sidewalk in that right. area and we're working on that. Uh, just got approval from Georgia DOT yesterday on that one, in fact. So yeah, we love working with our community improvement districts. We work with um, Lilburn, actually we're working on a project with Lilburn right now on a, on a, a sidewalk project on Highway 29. Uh, we've worked with uh, Joe Allen and Glenn wisdom here at Gwinnett Place CID on uh, projects over the years and, and out on uh, at Evermore with Jim Brooks, uh, who's the executive director out there on sanitary sewer studies to help bring uh, sanitary sewer to some of the missing parcels that are out there. So yeah. a little, you know, I'll say right now, kudos to the uh, community improvement districts. They have really been the key to developing a lot of this area and making it the place that you want to live, what it, you know, That's right. what it looks like, the way it feels. Uh, just the overall safety of it. We do uh, security for both the, the uh, Gateway 85 and, and here, and we've done it forevermore when they have security. And it's just amazing the, the difference that the CIDs make. Absolutely. And then it's amazing what, uh, you know, Blue Landworks makes when they're working with them because, you know, y'all get, get really focused. I've noticed that. Yeah, we're real fortunate that um, – it's it's fun to be able in a in a business where you can point to hey I did that and and we're fortunate to be in that in that uh, space where we can drive by something and show somebody hey we designed that and and there it is sitting on the ground and um, I agree I mean the the CIDs do a great job in in providing security uh, I think that's probably one of the depending on what their needs are but that's usually one of the foremost needs that a CID has is security landscaping and infrastructure i mean those are the kind of the big three keys that cids focus on and and obviously we play into the we can play into the landscape and infrastructure side while you all play into the security side well it, it worked well let me ask you this what are a few of the projects that you're working on right now well i mentioned the ones that we're working with uh, at gateway 85 right. um, and at lilburn cid but we're also working on on the private side we've got a couple interesting projects um, i don't know about you rick but i'm getting older um, as much as no, I try I'm staying right where I well, am I refuse if you could tell me the secret I'd appreciate it but <laughs> you lie <laughs> <laughs> well uh, but we, what we're doing right now is a few independent living and assisted living projects those seem to be a very hot market right now because um, because we're all getting older the, the old the aging population particularly in the metro area has traditionally been a pretty young area but now it's getting older. Uh, we're, our demographics are trending older. So a lot of the baby boomers coming right. out to look at retirement now. That's right. And plus, a lot of them, family like myself, moved here, and now their parents followed us exactly uh, to be close to the grandkids, not to us, not to the kids, but to not. the grandkids for sure. So, um, so they need a place to to age that will allow them to be. Uh, they need comfort. 
Exactly, and and these places that are being built now are they're they're incredible. I mean, pools, restaurants, salons. I mean, it's incredible. And so we're working on a few of those projects right now. Um, we are actually working with Fort McPherson on the south side of the city. Uh, there, Tyler Perry Studios bought a large portion of that, but left about 150 acres uh, to the to the local redevelopment authority there. And so we've been helping them on the surveying side in particular as they redevelop that portion of the of the uh, project and we're, we've got an interesting project uh, at perimeter center right now where we're redeveloping uh, some parking lots building a parking deck hotel and that sort of thing and then we've got small projects all over metro area uh, most of our work is in Gwinnett County uh, followed closely by either DeKalb North Fulton area but uh, um, most of our work is right here right just here at home got a curiosity are you doing anything around the Sugarloaf development area um, not yet. Uh, I mean, we've done surveying in that area. As far as uh, that, the Revel development is a major project for the area. Oh, yeah. And uh, I know that the halo effect of that will, will be will long and wide over the next probably 20 to 30 years as we see that area infill. So, yeah, we, we don't have anything going on in that area right now, but I'm sure we will soon. Well, and I'm sure you will, too, because the reputation that you carry with you is, is excellent. And you, you know, have done a lot of great projects. Now, not too awfully long ago, you moved into the downtown Sugar Hill area. And um, I love that area over there. What drew you to that area? And why was being downtown so important to you? Well, our cities uh, here in Gwinnett County are doing an incredible job of giving pl people places that they can go locally to, to, to kind of do that uh, cliche of live, work, play. Mm -hmm. um, if, if people haven't noticed, the, the traffic around Atlanta is not very good. You know, it takes a long time to get about anywhere. It just slows down a little bit from time to time. From time to time. Um, and what I like about what our cities are doing is they're giving their local residents a place to be and, and places to, sh to shop, to, to entertain, and that sort of thing. And not to mention young folks who, you know, as, in a, as a business owner, we're trying to attract talent. And I know you, uh, before we went on air, we, you were talking about uh, how hard it is to attract talent these days because fortunately we're in a, in a good economy right now. Um, and so what we want to do is put ourselves in a position where uh, as we grow, and we are, we, we were in Swanee, uh, we moved to downtown Sugar Hill from, we had about 1,000 square feet to about 3,000 square feet for our office. And so now we can actually double in size um, but being downtown was important to us because I uh, served on Sugar Hills Downtown Development Authority for uh, six years before I ran for city council and won. And, and we could probably talk about that in a, in a little bit. But it was important for me to not only um, talk about how important our downtowns are, but also to show it. And I didn't, there's not a better way for me to show it than to move my business into downtown. Uh, Sugar Hill was, is building what they call the E Center. It's a mixed-use development of a theater, restaurant retail space on the first floor, a gymnasium, and then on the second floor was office space. So I leased uh, 3,000 square feet on the second floor and moved into downtown, and we love it there. We can walk around uh, downtown, and, and Sugar Hill's a young, growing downtown. Uh, there's not a whole lot there yet, but it is changing very quickly, and so we wanted to be at the forefront of that of that change. Well, it's following that pattern that's being set up with, you know, you have the uh, you have Norcross, you have the right. Swanee, you know, Town Center. Yep. You've got several of the companies, Snellville. You've got all these places that are really trying to develop their downtown live, work, play that's type right. 
uh, effect. So, you know, Sugar Hill is really coming along in that area. They've got, I've seen some of the plans, and it's amazing what's on the board for at least what they're, we want to accomplish this task is. That's right, yeah. I mean, you know, Swanee, you mentioned, was really kind of the at the forefront of our cities here in Gwinnett being progressive in terms of building a downtown. Right. right? And um, their downtown is growing quickly. They just o- opened their new Solus development, which is a mixed-use um, apartment and retail restaurant development. Um, we've got our own going up right across from the E-Center and the Eagle Theater uh, is a new development called Broadstone, and it will have about a little over 300 apartments and restaurants in it. Um, in order to activate your downtowns, you have to have people. The best way to have people is to have people who live there because they're there a lot then. Uh, and that's how you get those those nice eclectic restaurants, those, uh, something outside of your typical chain restaurants. If you want to see something like that in your community, the best way to do that is to get more people huddled around a, a one area. And then that's when those smaller, kind of cool, neat little restaurants pop up. We just had Rushing Trading Company open up next to the Eagle Theater right next to our office. It's a cool little coffee shop that has beer and wine on tap uh, and serves mixed drinks and these... Uh, um, great food. I mean, and it's but it's small and it's but it's very intimate and it's really become a. Um, I call it the Cheers of Sugar Hill. We the just gathering go in there, place. The gathering place. We go yep. in there and we see folks we know in the community, and uh, it's it's just you know that those downtowns are really coming along and really building community. Well, it kind of takes you back to the old days when you had the gathering places downtown where people got together and you'd have all the people sitting around chatting and talking before they go to work or after they go to work or around lunchtime or whatever, but just all during the day. That's right. Yeah. Really building old memories. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's to build community. You know, we kind of, I think we got away from that for a short period of time with, uh, with the more auto dominant development patterns that we had out there. Um, that meant that we were always in our car. We would drive from point A to point B and, and those could be 20, 30 miles away rather quickly that well that's changing because it takes forever to go 20 or 30 miles absolutely so what better way to to solve that problem than bring everything back to community well you know that couldn't segue it better into a particular topic that we've got as far as transportation around Gwinnett right and I know you've got a few thoughts and opinions on it and would you like to share them or would you like to keep them to yourself <laughs> well, well I'll be happy to, to to share them I mean we you know we have this kind of important vote coming up here and a few weeks, uh, the MARTA and transit referendum. Um, I think it's important that um, that we think about it, it, as as voters decide which way they want to come down on that issue. We have to decide um, what kind of community and what kind of place we want to be. And Gwinnett is changing. Its demographics are changing. Its politics are changing. And right now, I think this referendum we have to we. MARTA and or transit is going to come to Gwinnett eventually. That, that is an eventuality that, that is going to happen. What we have on the board right now, I believe, is an incredible opportunity because of the negotiation and the leverage that Gwinnett has currently, but may not always have, of joining MARTA. And um, I think that um, our leaders uh, at the county level have done a very good job in negotiating what I consider to be a, a contract that is extraordinarily favorable to Gwinnett and with aspects that nobody else has that's part of MARTA, whether it's Clayton, Atlanta, Fulton, or DeKalb. There are aspects to that contract that they do not have and, uh, and gives us a position as a community 
in a very strong position to see transit become successful over the long term. It's not a short term. This is not a short term investment. It won't be fixed tomorrow. We didn't get into this mess in in a couple of years and we're not going to get out of it in a couple of years. But, um, you know, for a community that, that is in need of alternative options for getting around, we really strongly need to look at what the benefits of, of this referendum are. Yeah, I, I totally agree. My biggest, you know, my biggest thing is having been with the city for so many years and watched Marta grow is sometimes I'm torn between do we do I really want to be with Marta or some right. other some other effects in me. But I think the key to this whole thing is the way that it's set up. And like you said, giving a lot of leverage to the Gwinnett County part of it. That's right. It's not like you're all of a sudden falling into the same old traps that have been laid out there with Marta that you fall into for so many years. It's different. And one of the things that I would strongly recommend is is people get out and actually read what this is about before they make up their minds and vote on it. Because that's where I'm at is having read it, you know, I, I think it just might work. And I think we have an extremely good opportunity here to make that difference because we drastically need some changes in our transportation here in Gwinnett County. Yeah, and, and we have to look at it from the standpoint, too, is that you can't – I-85 is not getting any wider, and mm-hmm. we can't afford any more. When, when we were a young county, uh, mostly greenfield development, widening the road was a simple process. Yep. It, you were taking out a farm. You were taking out you know, some large tract homes and that sort of thing. Well, that's not the case anymore. We're a, we are a fairly urban, not high rise, but we're a fairly urban developed county. So widening roads is extraordinarily expensive, right? You're talking about huge obstacles to widening roads. So our roads aren't getting any wider. Um, Credit to the cities and the county on their, on their greenway and trail plans. Those are, those are fantastic and, and give us options for giving or getting around. But we need to get more people on the same roads and and the best way to do that is through some sort of transit transit uh, some type of mass transportation that's right yeah because our roads we can't afford to build new roads and we certainly can't afford to once we build them then go back and pave them all the time i mean that's we're at a point in in the financial world where widening and maintaining roads is extraordinarily expensive so we need to get the most out of what we've got on the ground today and i think there are fair criticisms and fair concerns over over joining marta um marta has had a lot of black eyes over the years oh yeah and um so i think it's fair to question you know is that the best option for us and um i i my but you really need to examine what those options really are. That's right, exactly, because we are a region, and um, by being part of that region, and and, and I, I don't want people to focus too much on on what just on the MARTA aspect of exactly. it, because there's a lot of other aspects to this transit plan uh, throughout the county um, that uh, that are important to review and, and look at that plan and understand what what that vote actually means so basically educate yourself before you make a decision uh, yeah I kind, agreed. Of a, kind of an interesting concept nowadays isn't it <laughs> <laughs> well yeah and and you know and we certainly reasonable people can come to different conclusions uh on oh, absolutely this. Um, and 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 um that's that's fair but as if you're educated about it and 
regardless of which way you vote on it, if you've educated yourself on it, you've then it's your vote. That's right. You've done a good job because um, there there are certainly reasonable opinions can differ uh, on on if this is the best path forward. All right. Well, I'll take you back out of that rabbit hole that I drug you into. (laughs) Um, Let's go back over here to Blue Land Works. What type of services do you actually provide? I know you do the, um, you kind of described some of them, but is there any further descriptions that you got? Well, we we have three professional engineers on staff, uh, which basically means that we design infrastructure. We design your roads, your water, and that could be potable water, wastewater, sanitary sewer, or stormwater. Whatever whatever water's doing, we're trying to figure out how to make it move. So, um, And then we have a registered landscape architect on staff, so we prepare landscape plans, tree planting plans, tree replacement plans, all that sort of thing. And, and we have one registered land surveyor on staff, and he's the He's the guy that figures out all of our boundary issues and, and tells us where we can and can't be on a piece of property. And um, so, you know, we that's a pretty comprehensive, what we what we tell our clients are we can take you all the way from, I've got a piece of property, I don't know what to do with it, all the way to the final set of plans of, to build something on it. I mean, that's as simple as I could, as I can make well, it. That, and that's, I think that's a pretty good description of it. I tell you, one of the things that's important to me, and I know it's important to you, and I'm gonna let you talk a little bit about it, is giving back to the community. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, as a business person and in in resident at the county that you do a lot as a business, but mm-hmm. what do you do outside that business? Because I know that you're active and I know that you're busy. Yeah, we, um, as I mentioned earlier, I, I served on Sugar Hill's Downtown Development Authority. That's my, I live, I live in Sugar Hill. It's my hometown and, <coughs> excuse me, and giving back to the community was um, it, with, it's, I think it's important to find something that inspires you and uses the talents that, that God gave you. And uh, the Downtown Development Authority had an opening, and um, I had an opportunity to serve on that and really got into just developing community and how, how do we bring folks together. Um, as a result of that, I ran for Sugar Hill City Council in, in 2017 um, and, and joined um, and, and won and joined uh, Sugar Hill City Council, there's five of us on there and our mayor, uh, Steve Edwards, and and we have a, an excellent city council. We have an excellent community that's extraordinarily supportive of what we're doing. Um, we're doing it based on their feedback. And uh, so I spend a lot of time talking about our city and, and working with our residents and solving problems and talking about policy and, and that sort of thing with our with our citizens uh, so that's been and that's been a wonderful gift um, and, and I'm thankful that I get that opportunity uh, to, to be part of the the um, the electoral process in our in our uh, country it's an interesting process it, it was it was um, um, I had never run for that outside of student council uh, back in in, in, middle, in uh, middle and elementary school but outside of that you know um, running a campaign was was fantastic and I, I loved it because it got I knocked on 2,000 doors uh, our our uh, volunteers and myself over of about Sugar Hills six to seven thousand doors that they have in in a matter of two months and um, it's a lot of walking it's a lot of walking and I got to meet a lot of people and uh, it was it was extraordinary I, I loved it I, it was really something that um, that was that was great uh, we do a lot of other things just as a family we give back through 
um, through our church a lot. We're, we're going to be going to Streetwise in Lawrenceville. Uh, if, if you're not familiar with Streetwise, I, I would recommend looking it up. It's a, it's a wonderful organization that uh, gives back to those in need in our community, making sure that, that folks have uh, food on the table. Um, a lot of folks that are, that are struggling. Uh, and so it's, that's, been, that's been a lot of fun. Uh, to give back that way and you know we just do a lot of other things in our community whether it's yeah depending on what especially with the kids uh, depending on what age they are whether it's coaching uh, could be cub scouts could be you know we're, we're always moving between wherever they are taking time to, to coach them up or, or lead them or, or do that sort of thing so if you're not busy if you're not in the community involvement kids have a way of dragging you there absolutely absolutely but uh, it's been you know we we really enjoy serving our community um, and, and the opportunities that have been afforded to us. I, I tell you, we, we're just very blessed, very blessed. Well, where do you see the trends in real estate going, just out of curiosity? Well, you know, we talked a little bit about that earlier um, as far as, you know, aging and what's happening in our, with our senior population. So we're going to continue to see these senior centers grow and, and more of those come. Um, with our county being the way it is, land prices have gotten extraordinarily expensive. So for new communities to arrive, you're seeing more density come in in many places. Um, and so we're, we'll continue to see really this trend, I think, around building downtowns and these communities that are going to evolve and build around our downtowns. I mean, we're seeing that... Um, you don't have to drive far. I mean, you just look at any of those cities that are building their downtowns, and you, you name most of them, Norcross. You go right up Buford Highway, Norcross, Duluth, Swanee, uh, Sugar Hill, of course, Lawrenceville. I mean, what's happening in Lawrenceville in downtown is, uh, is incredible. Um, so you see each of those. You, those are really where the development patterns are going. People are wanting to get out of the car and walk places. So these are... That, that's where the market's going, and, and that's, that's what we're going to see more of. Well, I've started looking myself. When I'm downtown in an area like that or we're looking at something to go to, we want to be able, well, it's like going to the Aurora Theater. Right. You, you want to eat around the Aurora Theater. That's right. And you don't want to have to drive and park and then drive and park. and You just want to be able to park somewhere, get out, and enjoy it and be comfortable. And or even live right next to it. Uh, and, absolutely. And, and not even get in your car at all. So. I, the millennials, the younger generation is looking for that. Uh, my generation, Generation X, I think we're getting there. I mean, w once you get into the kid stage, you can't help it. You, a car is a an, is a is it's a, a necessity. It's a necessity because you're moving those kids around to all sorts of activities. But when the, when you're done with those activities, what would be great is to park that car and walk to a restaurant, have it have a nice meal, have a drink, go see a show come back and walk right back home and be done it's, it's a, and the it's nice a thing option. that with with Gwinnett County right now is we're we're getting more and more into the well Aurora Theater is a perfect example of bringing that's the right. arts here not having to go all the way downtown that's Atlanta right. to get involved in the arts that's so right it's yep. fantastic yeah we're, we're doing the same thing in Sugar Hill at the Eagle Theater a um, little different uh, the Aurora is primarily live performing arts um, our eagle theater is doing that but in addition to that we're doing we actually have two dollar movies coming up where you can come go back to the 80s and see some of the uh, et dirty dancing Love it. breakfast club for two bucks you can come and see that uh, of course behind the eagle theater we have the bowl where we've had 
Collective Soul, Travis Tritt. Uh, we have Casey and the Sunshine Band, and we're going to be actually announcing our our uh, lineup for the 2019 will be coming out soon, and I'm excited about that. We're going to have five acts uh, varying from the 90s to country uh, to modern, and, and so it, if you have not been to it, it's we call it Chastain Light. It's not as big as Chastain, but you can bring your own food and drink in. Uh, tickets are very reasonable. Parking is actually pretty easy um, if you if you need to, to drive and. Um, it's just a it's it's a wonderful evening of, of entertainment but that's I mean that's what we're doing we're bringing those amenities that are from downtown you mentioned the Aurora uh, I mentioned Chastain I mean you're talking about things those things you used to have to drive a long way to get to right in, no, right in our backyard yep, exactly absolutely and you know that's a great teaser for what's going on in Sugar Hill too yeah uh, that it's gonna be interesting to see when that comes out so and I, we pretty well talked about it and I guess kind of wrap up with when it comes to Metro Atlanta and Gwinnett's infrastructure, how do you do you see overall the change that's going to take place or an idea of it? Yeah, as as I mentioned earlier, um, <clears throat> our roads can't get any wider. So our infrastructure is what we've got now. Is really we need to focus on maintenance, and, and we've seen the city of Atlanta have to do that with their their water system. Really, it's going to come to maintaining what we've got, making the most of what we've got and um, and finding out better ways to get all of the people because Atlanta is growing. Uh, Gwinnett County is going to go from uh, about a million people now over the next 30 to 40 years to 1.5 million. How conservatively. We, conservatively, yeah, right. So how do we, how do we get those people around uh, Gwinnett County? How do we get them water? How do we take the water away from them and clean it and then bring it back? And how does all that happen? when we have finite resources and the best way to do that is to be more efficient and use our current infrastructure better absolutely agree well you know i really appreciate you coming on i know that if somebody wants to get in touch with taylor anderson or wants to talk to blue land work mm -hmm. you know how i'm sure you've got numbers email addresses and all that how about giving them out to us all right well uh, our our website bluelandworks.com that's got all of our contact information on it uh, you can reach me on my cell phone. It's my personal cell phone. It's, it's the same phone number my mom has. It's 678-472-5743. And my email address is ta at bluelandworks.com. Well, that's fantastic. And, I, and I've got a feeling you're going to be hearing from some people. Right. You know, this county is just, it just continues to grow. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you for joining us on Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. Remember, you can join us live every Wednesday at 11.30 in the morning, or you can listen to our show anytime you want to by going to businessradiox.com, clicking on the Gwinnett Studio, and then, of course, click on Case in Point. Join us next week at 11.30 when we will talk with the business leaders about their businesses and related security issues in today's world. Thanks again to my guest, Taylor Anderson. And for our producers, Mike and Trey, I'm Rick Strawn. And remember, at Paradigm Security Services, we cover more than just your assets. <laughs>